Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi, property sourcing profiteers. Anybody out there in property sourcing land sourcing deals for profit, this is the podcast for you. And I'm absolutely thrilled today. I've got a young man who is going to make great waves in the industry going forward because he's smart and he works hard and he's got everything he needs to build a great property business but he's right at the start of his journey so if that's you out there listening to this if you want the start of the journey have a listen to this i want to introduce you to my very good friend adrian benjamin yay how are you i'm good thank you david thank you for having me on the on the show no, absolute delight, a pleasure, uh, because uh, I've been watching you for some time. We've worked together a little bit in training, um, and you've done some really, really cool things since lockdown, so I want, want to share all that, but let's just take a step back, okay? Um, so what were you doing before, Adrian, and why property? Why have you made this sort of swerve into property? Okay. What's that about? Okay. Um, well, before I've got over 10 years experience in banking and I got into banking, I think 2009. So I did an internship in New York for UBS investment bank. Um, so I've always wanted to understand how, how money works really. And then after that things changed in the market and then I got into, um, contracting for the past four and a half years. So my first contract in London was with HSBC bank, um, Carrie Wharf working with Accenture. So on that project, um, we had to separate the investment bank from the corporate retail bank. So my job was to notify all that worldwide, um, the reasons for these changes and how we can help them migrate into the new ring fence bank, which is actually um, situated in Birmingham. And then after that project, I got headhunted to Visa, the online um, payments company. So similar project. Um, helping customers with changes and, and how they use the online um, portal. And then after that, I worked for Bloomberg, who again, it's a lot of financial data. Um, and then after that, I worked for Deloitte, who are one of the big four consulting firms. Sure. So the good thing about that is I've got you know a lot of experience in finance and different aspects of it. And it's always been in a relationship management capacity. So anything that you could do in any industry can translate into property. So with the roles I've had, it's always been there's always been an issue that we've tried to f- help the clients in a certain element. And my job is to go in, explain this to the client and obviously improve them and migrate them through. And that's similar to the what I do in property with deal sourcing. So a client will come to me with a certain issue. They want to do something and my job is to try and help them. So everything that I've done in banking consultant has really helped me um, translate into a deal source, a deal packager. Fab, transferable skills, absolutely. Uh, so at what point, where where were we? 20, so I met you, what, 2019 at some point, early 2019? Yeah, I, something around 2019, 2018, yeah. Yeah, end of 2018. So why, why, did you make, why did you make the mind shift to go into property? Because you, you know, you, you've made, and we're going to talk about this, you've made a, a pretty strong commitment to property now. You're still working, you're still working, in, in finance, yeah. So in finance. Yeah, so finance, yeah. Uh, but you really, really want to do property. Why property, Adrian? What, what is it that appealed to you? I think ever since I was, I think, in uni, really, I think property gives you flexibility. And I think even when I bought my own property in 2016 in Woolwich, um, I did all the research myself. 
and just seeing how the area had had the potential to develop and the amount of money that Berkeley Homes invested in it. So when I moved to London, everyone doesn't really like the commute. So I wanted to live somewhere where I can get to Canary Wharf or the city really quickly and easily without having to change. Yeah. And then Woolwich is the first stop on the DLR. Um, so that was one of the reasons. And I also wanted a lot of space and greenery, um, which is sometimes difficult to get in London. But I knew Woolwich and Greenwich had a huge potential. So been doing all the research for myself, my own property, and then seeing the benefits of having a tenant. So that's obviously the cash flow, I'm not paying the mortgage. And then also the capital appreciation as well. That's when I realized, okay, a lot of people do that residentially anyway. I saw the power in maybe doing that full time. And also with um, banking and contracting, because I'm self-employed, there's a lot of volatility. But if you kind of have like property on the side or even full time, it will help with your cash flow as well. So that's when I made the decision to, you know what, I'm going to spend my time researching it going to network events and then getting the training with Progressive and doing different courses. So I found the training really beneficial. Cool. So uh, what training What training did you do? So I know you work with us in the deal packaging offer at Progressive and you joined our mastermind. So you are deal packaging mastermind. What else did you do? I think I went to, I think when they do the three-day courses in London, I went to one of those first because well, there's the so many different stream. properties. Multiple streams of properties. Multiple streams, yeah. Multiple yeah. streams, yeah. So I went, I went to the multiple stream. So obviously I saw you speak, um, do, um, do um, deal packaging. And then I saw there's so many different strategies. Um, and then it was service accommodation. And I really enjoyed that beginning. So I did that with um, Kevin um, and Caroline. Sure. So I did the two-day course, really enjoyed that. And then I signed up for the mastermind. And I think the beauty of the mastermind is because you've got people at different stages and different experience, you learn different things. So on the essay mastermind, every, every month, people will put on their pictures um, for their essay units. And what you think might be really good might be really bad. So the whole group, probably 30, 40 people will all, they'll all vote on what's good. So you might have a picture, think it's amazing and it's bad because maybe the lighting's wrong or there's a wire for the, for the kettle in the picture or something like that. So getting the group's input is really, really helpful. Um, and it's also networking as well. It could be a case of someone wants to give you a unit or they want to help you sell a unit. So that's why I feel masterminds are really, really important because it's great to learn from people and listen to audiobooks and read, but it's the real life experience I think is really important, the relationships that you get from people. So even though I have finished the essay mastermind, I still speak to a lot of people who are still doing essay. Um, and I know if I have any issues, I can give Kevin or Caroline a message and they'll, they'll help me with it as well. Yes, of course. And um, you did our deal packaging mastermind. I'm a big fan of masterminds. Uh, I'm currently on four active masterminds as a delegate, not as a presenter of the mastermind. And, um, you know, just to sort of cross-reference your, your experience, when I was thinking about starting to package service accommodation units, because the, you know, that's... You, Okay. without deep diving into it, I was looking to, to get a multi-let return for my investors on a single-let property. You know, we all get a bit weary. Uh, I love HMOs, Adrian, I do, but I get a bit weary bashing walls about, you know, arm wrestling with building control and HMO officers. SA seemed an easier way. But there are a lot of moving parts in it, and that's cool. There's no issue having a lot of moving parts. Why am I telling you this? Because it was from the mastermind, but in a break 
at one of my masterminds where I was attending as a delegate. I sat next to Mark Homer. Yeah, he, was, he was right here, right here. He was sitting there having a cup of coffee in the break and literally like on the, on the back of an envelope, he, he wrote down a business plan for packaging SA units, right? Handling all the moving parts that are involved in it, because there are a few, and where the tripwires are going to be as a packager, you know, for packaging. So you, how, you, how do you put a value on that? So masterminding, I'm all in, right? I'll get it, and I'll congratulate you for getting involved. Um, so uh, we got to, we're into 2020. COVID came along. How's that affected you? COVID for me has actually been positive because it's given me time to just focus on property, which I couldn't really do before. So a lot of the um, what projects I was working on, I was getting home really late, or working on weekends. So I think in March when COVID kind of hit properly, yeah. I just focused on mainly the social media element as well. Because I know in the mastermind you have been telling me to do social media. And I think for some people at the beginning, it can be a little bit nerve wracking, which I completely understand. It's just doing it really. Yeah. Um, anything that you feel is beneficial to other people do that so what i did was i did 17 videos of different topics on property that i thought people would enjoy so some of the videos that i've done have been about why you should use a deal sourcer so the benefits of a deal sourcer are we'll do all the research for you we'll make sure it's in the right area you'll get the cash flow and we've got also the the network of solicitors um, accountants, surveyors, and the developers. So it's a, it's a hands-free from the investor. I did a video on that. Capital appreciation. Oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you just for a second because you sort of tossed it in quite casually, Adrian, right? Oh, I did 17 videos, right? Um, that would sound quite daunting to somebody who's not done 17 videos. So I'm going to ask you about the, a, the mindset that went into that. And did you pre-record them? And did you get all your um, subjects in, that you were going to speak on all lined up. You, you, pre you planned it. It was like a campaign. Is that, is that what you did? Yeah. So I, I wrote down the topics that I thought people would find interesting. And then I just thought, just shoot them one after one. Um, and then I also spent the time in, in lockdown editing it as well. So I figured out how to get the subtitles to make it more professional and the titles as well. And then I think maybe once a week or once every two weeks, I'll put it out. And it was from the feedback I was getting from people. Um, some people didn't know what I was talking about. Some people found it really helpful. And from the back of those videos, um, I managed to do another podcast with Eddie Ma as well about property. And then that's how I got my first developer on board as well. He saw one of my videos on Capsule. Right, so this is a moving at some pace now. We've got to pause it. All right. <laughs> okay. This, okay. This is great, by the way. I'm loving this. So uh, just talking about preparing your videos. So um, you worked out the subtitles, put titles on. So I'm going I'm to ask you which app stroke software you used. I've, I've, got, I've got an iPhone and I use Clips, which you have to, you have to download from uh, Apple right directly. It's free. Um, but if you've got an iPhone, I, I use Clips. You can put different titles on in different scripts. And it, it just records your subtitles as you speak and puts them onto the video, right? Mm. What, what did you use? I used Kipwing. I thought they were really good. Well, it will just spell, automate. How do, that? how do you spell it? Oh, K-A-P-W-I-N-G. Yeah. 
you, I think. I've got the link for it, so I can send you the link for Capring as well. They're really good. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And is that a free app? Is that you just got on with That's that? That's free. And I spoke to the founder, Julia, about it because I found it really helpful compared to the other ones I've been using. Wow. Um, so all the videos that I've done, I've used Capring. See, that, that gives an insight into your character, right? Because you've downloaded a free app, but you've decided to contact the founder of the app to talk about any yeah. queries, right? And you, you just went to the main man or woman in this particular yeah. case, right? How were you received when you tried to reach out to her? She emailed me straight back. <laughs> it's good. We've had a couple of email conversations. No, I think what I said to her was I found the software really easy to use yeah. and helpful. So I told her that. I said, it's a great um, piece of software that you've got. Um, are there any bits to improve on it as well? And she thought the feedback was really good. So in the video that I've done, I've put the link for anyone that wants to join Kapwing. And then me and Julie can see who's actually used the link and who's using Kapwing if they want to use the um, the subscription as well, which gives you more features and benefits. If you're doing loads and loads of videos, then it's best to get the subscription. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper as well. Because with some, getting audio on videos can be difficult. And sometimes people go on Fiverr or Upwork and pay someone to do it. Yeah. But because I had the time during COVID, I was like, let me just do all of it myself to understand it. And because Kapwing's um, auto subtitles are really good, you don't really have to tweak it as much as well. Yeah, so sometimes that, I can do a video in like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's a blessing. So uh, definitely with clips, once it gets you, you know, picks your tonality and stuff, it's almost 100%. So, but at the beginning, yeah, you have to do, you have to speak to it a few times before it understands your speech patterns. Yeah, I get that. That's really cool. Yeah. So, um, at what was it? You've got 17 videos, you've got a bit of tech going on in the background. At what point then you said, suddenly, suddenly we're speaking to developers here? That's quite a big leap, Adrian. At what point yeah. did, did that happen? Was it during the 17? You haven't got 17 out yet, or at the end of 17? How did that happen? Yeah, I haven't released all 17 yet because I've, I've had so many other things coming in. I've not had a chance to release all of them. Yeah. I think this was a video I did on capital appreciation on Instagram. And then someone messaged me saying he liked the video. He liked what I was saying. Um, he liked that it was professional. And then we, we kept on messaging. And then I just said, let's just have a call. And then we spoke on the phone for maybe two, three hours. Um, yeah. He's been really helpful. And then he said, he's got some developments in Birmingham, um, Manchester and Liverpool. Would I like to like to have them to sell to investors? Um, so to actually answer your point, just from doing one two-minute video has, has led to that. And then it, it snowballed, really. Well, th this is fab. And the reason I'm stressing it is because people out there, especially new friends to the industry, they hear, is, hear stories like this and they think, oh, really, you know, really? Just put a free video out there and, you know, it's led to all this stuff. But unless you put yourself in danger <laughs> of doing a bit of business, it, nothing's going to happen, is it, Adrian? And you, you, you mm -hmm. sort of bit the bullet and threw yourself into it, right? I think you're right. Once you get past the fear, it is nerve-wracking. Like, sometimes I do feel uncomfortable doing the videos, but... And it might take a couple of times. So anyone that's just starting out, you can delete it. You know, you don't have to do it the first time. You don't have to do yes. it live. Yes. So it is scary. It is scary. And sometimes you get your words out wrong or the cat will come in or someone will shout for you or whatever. But just remember, you can delete it. 
And then also sometimes, even if you do do a live and something does go wrong, I mean, that's live. I think people prefer lives as well because you're not editing it. So I think it's good to do a mix of both. Um, I have lives at some point. I just just thought, get the 17 um, filmed, edited, and then release them gradually. Because some of them be like a series on it. So I've got developments in Liverpool. And then I'll put out a video about Liverpool and Manchester and Woolwich as well. So all, that's why it's kind of been um, okay. staged like that. Let's zoom in on that now. Let's zoom in on the property. So um, you put stuff out there, guys come along, and suddenly he's a developer based in Liverpool, northwest of England, right? Yep. yep. Um, so how did the conversation move from there? Because you're very new still at this point. Yeah. Right? Um, how did the conversation flow? What did he want from you? He just said, I've got a good personality and you can see me helping a lot of people. He wants to help me, obviously, sell properties and help investors. So it was really a win-win. Um, and I told him I was honest. I'm, I said I'm at the beginning of my journey, but I've done my training with Progressive. Um, I'm compliant by having anti-money laundering, um, the protection as well being part of the property ombudsman and having the insurance. So he went on my website and he's obviously checked all my numbers check out as well. So he's done his research on me. Yeah. Um, and he just, he just liked what they really. So that's why he brought me on board. And then I have, I think I have about five or six developers on board now. So it sometimes takes a while to get the contracts out okay, so, and everything signed. Right. So on, but okay. There's all sorts of questions there. First of all, so we've gone from nobody to suddenly a developer, then suddenly five or six developers. Right. And then yeah. we're talking about contracts. So, go on. How do you get to five to six? Because I've, i you know, when I was working, funnily enough, in the northwest, I worked with local developers. I never had five or six on board because that would have been a ridiculous amount of property. I mean, huge amounts, right? And you know, I could only sell so many at a time. So, how did you get from zero to one? We done one to six. How did that happen, Adrian? Mm-hmm. So, when I got the first developer. I had a massive increase of confidence. So I felt, okay, I can really do this now if someone believes in me that much. So obviously I live in Woolwich. I've been in, living in Woolwich for over four years now and I absolutely love the area. I'm really happy with it, um, especially um, commuting into central London on Canary Wharf. So I just rang Berkeley, the office in Royal Arsenal and just said, I live here. No one knows the area better than me. I know what you guys are doing. It's amazing. I want to help you sell these units. And again, the lady on the phone, she went, she went on my website because I could tell she was reading my website and clicking on stuff. Right. And then again, she sends out an email saying, yeah, you can come on board and help us sell units in Royal Arsenal. Okay. Um, because but I've I, been I, here. Pause you there. I'm so sorry. Right. This is, but this is, <laughs> people listening to this will be as surprised as I am. Right. So you've had a really positive chat with a guy who's doing stuff in the Northwest. So you rang Berkeley Homes. Yeah. You know, it's like doing a deal in the corner shop and ringing Tesco's. You know, I, mean, <laughs> just, so, I know you had a massive leap in confidence. I get that. <laughs> but, but that is a significant leap. So when you were dialing the number, what, who did you ask for? What you, I mean, you know, don't give any secrets away, but uh, I'm, not for, <laughs> I'm not asking for the name of the people. But, you know, just in the right. corporate structure, or did your corporate background help you with this? Who are, you, who are you asking to speak to as a deal packager ringing up Berkeley Homes? Thank you, Crush. I think my career has helped me because 
you know, I've worked for the biggest banks in the world, the biggest consultancies in the world. Yeah. And I've been a top performer, yeah. especially at HSBC being a case manager. So me picking the phone up to speak to a CEO of a multi-billion pound firm, like it's not a big deal to me. Like I actually prefer it because I prefer it because it's probably stereotyping and, and being a generalist, but it feels very to the point and they don't have time to muck around and they can tell if you're serious or not within like two seconds. Wow. Now, this is fascinating. I mean, this is really valuable to our friends listening, Adrian, it is. So if you haven't got that corporate background, so I get it, um, when you're on the phone with them, they recognise, you know, kindred spirit, the nature of the beast they're dealing with, and, you know, (laughs) well, I didn't know disrespect, but (laughs) they get the fact that you come from a corporate background. You're talking to as equals, right? Okay. Yep. What if someone hasn't got that background? Do we just ring up anyway, Adrian? What do we say? Who do we ask for? Where are we I, going? I think to answer your question, it's a little bit of both. So with Berkeley, if you take away the corporate experience, when I said I live here, I live in Woolwich, and I was just speaking passionately for about five minutes, it doesn't matter what my background is. She knows that I understand it. And then when I, I was in Manchester when I called her, and then I, I moved back to London two months later um, during COVID. And then I went into the office to meet her and she, I met the rest of the team and the manager and they told me everything that they're doing, the new developments they're putting up and all the things that are changing. So it didn't really have anything to do with my corporate experience, I think, because I live here and I tell like the clip is amazing to get into central London and not get the tube. And, you know, it's great when I finish work and I can have a beer. Like how many people in London can say that? That's why Woolwich is amazing. Um, Uber have now bought the clipper especially with COVID, with it being really hot, we don't have to deal with the tube and we can get into central London quicker than everybody else. And it's also when I bought my flat, Berkeley had already been established, but they haven't got to level they are now. And the reason why I've joined with developers is they have spent tens and tens of 20 years looking at areas that they want to buy because obviously they want to make a profit. So with Royal Arsenal Development, they've put in 1.5 billion pounds and Berkeley have been around for how many years? They're a trusted, established company. Yeah. So I know for if I work with investors, they feel confident. The name's been around for ages. They wouldn't invest and do a... Th- they've done a 30-year plan. We're in year 20 of it. There's another 10 years of development still going on. They still haven't finished it. And just seeing how the area... There's so many people living here. It's very clean. It's very safe. They've changed the cycle path as well. They've really put a lot of money into the area. So it gives investors more confidence that, okay, they've put in 1.5 billion. If I have a, a one bed or two bed flat, they're going to secure with it. Fab. Uh, so are you working with Berkeley? Did it lead to anything? Are they allowing you to market their stuff? What, how, where did it go, Adrian? Yeah, so from the initial meeting when I went down, I went back again to meet other senior management and Berkeley are letting sell this on their behalf so i am officially working with berkeley um they've been really helpful <laughs> yeah so yeah you're right from from march not having developed having six and having berkeley yeah it, it can change really quickly um so they have been really helpful so i've been into one of their show apartments a three-bed um show flat which is absolutely beautiful i've done a video on my personal um facebook account and then my Instagram account, which is Benjamin and Cole, my property company. And it is beautiful. Like, this you get of Canary Wharf and the city, right? they're unobstructed views. So, they're never going to be built in front of it. 
there's some development operate, and then maybe a couple years later, another development will be built on top of it. But the way how Berkeley position themselves, if you have one of those river-facing views, you're never going to have anything obstructing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm loving all this. So uh, just to take a step back before we move forward and talk about the other side of the business, um, I've divert, got a bit diverted with Berkeley, but you said five or six developers. So you've taken the decision to package market and package new build properties. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, correct. Yep. That's your market. So the other five or six, without saying who they are, I mean, where did, did they, how did they come to contact you? I think from research, so another one, I just thought if I rang Berkeley Homes, I can get anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. So I know it sounds a bit, it sounds might sound a bit confident, but that's how I feel. And even when you talk about my professional career, I was working for Royal Bank of Scotland in Reading, I think when I was 25. And I really, really wanted to move to London at the time. And I couldn't find a job um, through recruiters. And I was getting really frustrated. So I just went on LinkedIn and I was really interested in peer-to-peer finance. So I was doing loads of research on that. And then I messaged someone who worked at a peer-to-peer company who I saw used to work for RBS previously. So I messaged him and just said, um, I'm really interested in getting into peer-to-peer, but I live in Reading. Can you help me? So I met him um, for a coffee. Um, obviously, I did loads of research. And I was very, very passionate. He was like, we don't have any jobs, but I can let the CEO speak to you if you want. So I spoke to the CEO the following, and then I got a job. So I already have experience of getting a job or a contract out of absolutely nothing. Just if just you speak to in, people and you've done your research. Yeah, just walking yeah. in off the street. Yeah, so but, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Research, I'm passionate, and people see that. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it's not just a passion. You're very credible once, you know, we, we start peeling the layers off. It's all, it's all real, Adrian. So, you know, we get it. Yeah. You know, you've got a lot to offer. Okay, so um, you've got other developers now watching you and approaching you because of your social media presence. Is that right? Yeah. That and, yeah, and, and, and the, the great thing is now, again, I'm still, like you said, at the beginning of my journey. Yeah developer we have a call no two developers i speak to every week we just talk about the investors i've, I've had the conversations yeah how can they improve the marketing yeah. one developer is going to help me do like a landing page and all the visual elements they're going to do all of that so now <laughs> i have more time to speak to developers I'm, i speak to a marketing team as well which is great because again like you said in march not having anything and now i've got six and they're helping with the marketing oh fantastic it's great Fantastic. So um, obviously, this is this is great, right? But we need to look at the other side of the equation because these, these developers will expect some sort of results from you, Adrian. Right? They want you to sell some stuff, okay? Right? Um, who are your customers for the apartments? Good question. So I have a lot of people who do banking and consulting anyway, who might be looking to deviate. Well, they've got a lot of savings at them and leaving it in the bank right now isn't great. So if they invest into property, they'll get a higher return. So that is a big market. Also with social media, um, it's international. So I've had calls with people in China, Hong Kong um, and Dubai as well um, who are looking to invest in, in the UK for a variety of reasons. Um, so to answer your question, my investors come from all over really and they've all got different needs. 
Um, when I speak to my investors, I want to understand why they're investing in property because everyone says they want the money first, but then you delve in a little bit deeper and it's something completely different. It could be they want to put their kid through school or their grandkids. It could be anything. They might want to quit their job, but just having that conversation, that relationship with them, I feel is really, really important. Wow. So there's so much there. I mean, uh, right. So I get it. People from your background, you understand how they think and talk and they want return on their money. Um, just one little question in my head at that point. Uh, are they not really big earners, right? And is uh, a flat in a development in Liverpool or Manchester, or whatever, does that fulfil their financial criteria as well as their need to be in property? Some of them aren't necessarily like major high earners. It could be they have a one year they have a bonus. Um, or my first deal that I did three years ago, I helped buy a property in Manchester. So she had a budget in, in London, but wasn't happy with what she was getting for it. So I just said, Manchester's cheaper, it's probably half price as a joke. Um, so we went up to North Manchester and we, we looked at about maybe 13, 14 properties. Um, her parents um, remortgaged their second home to give her the deposit. Um, but instead of send, spending 250000 they spent one hundred and twenty. Yeah. So I saved them over half their budget. And that was just me being nice. I didn't know you could actually make a business happen. So that's kind of where it all started, really. But then there was like a two and a half year gap to get to where you are now. Yeah. You didn't actually persist yeah. Okay, and um, we need to talk about foreign investors, Adrian, because, again, I, I think people listening to this will think, how, how did someone from China start ringing you up? You know, how, how does this happen, right? And what, what are their criteria? What are they looking for? Not, not necessarily Chinese, but, but foreign investors. And are you concerned about where the money is today? Does the money have to be in the UK before you can help them? Or do you talk about future business once they've got money in the UK? How do you, what's your, what's your, how does it roll? Well, with, with the foreign investors, they want somewhere that is secure and that will go up in value. So they want, they want the cash flow, but they also want the capital appreciation. So the areas that um, I'm working with developers are areas that might not have been desirable 10, 15 years ago. So for yeah. example, Woolwich wasn't desirable 10, 15 years ago. Now, the show flat that I, I did a video, video on is worth 1.2 million. You know, <laughs> areas in, in Birmingham, Aston, Digbeth, um, Manchester, Salford, those areas where you've got more chance capital appreciation because the area's been underdeveloped for a number of years. Yep. So they're looking for capital appreciation. With regards to the money as well, again, because um, I partner with developers, I have access to their power teams. So now I partner with a property accountancy firm. So they will help anyone who's a foreign national set up a UK bank account, help them with managing the properties as well. That is huge. And all the finance. That's huge. Yeah. It's a stumbling block. That, so certainly in my early days, I had difficulties working with foreign investors to the extent that I got to the point where I've said to them, look, <laughs> until your money's in the UK, you know, I'm busy doing other things, right? And that may have been a mistake, uh, but I just, you know, I found it difficult. But if you're, you're partnering, so your supply side, as it were, you're partnering with them to help the investors 
buy so that you can make some money out of it. This, I'm, I, I don't believe I've heard anyone done this. I, I'm straight up. I don't think I've heard. heard this. <laughs> yeah, it, my model's a bit unique. <laughs> yeah, um, really even with the, the yeah, with the with the um, foreign investors, I, I think the benefit of technology as well. So we'll have a Zoom call. Yeah. Um, and again, with with um, like the culture, it's very relationship based. So I want to get to know them as a person, what they like, what they don't like. So the last call I had the other week, um, one of the um, investors is a Liverpool fan. So automatically, I don't like him that much. Um, but it's just building the relationship with them, really. You know, yeah. I can't really do that on through text or calls. Zoom, Zoom is really important for foreign um, investors, just so they can see you, like the whole no like, and trust, um, following up with them as well. Yeah. Well, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I'm becoming acutely aware of time, Adrian, because we, we, we're getting close to um, my favourite sort of time period that we can, we can bash the ears of people who listen to us. Um, and there's so much more that I want to ask you. So what I'm going to do, with your permission, is maybe... Um, come to a close now right just find out exactly where you are and come to a close but i'd love to have you back on again maybe six nine months down the road to find out where this is all gone because this you know in effect you only started during lockdown right and we were recording yeah, this pretty much still middle to late august now so this is you know there's the, the momentum is building um you know but there's going to be huge results from this and and I'd love it if you come back and share uh, maybe early 2021 and just tell us where this has gone. Is that okay with you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So let's give our listeners a couple of final thoughts. If they're thinking, well, if Adrian's done that, I can do it too. Maybe they're from a corporate background. Maybe they can't even spell corporate, Adrian. You know, maybe they just want to get out there and sell some deals, right? If you had to give somebody like anyone um, – a couple of action steps now, today, if you've inspired them, right, what would you say? What would you tell them to do? Use social media as much as you can. Um, and just give people your thoughts on, on what you feel is important and what you've learned as well. Um, and if you're struggling for content, write it down beforehand. I think that's how I got over it. I wrote down the videos and then it's, it's obviously spiralled from the back of that. But if you don't do it, then you're not going to get anything. So my, my advice is just to do it. The interesting thing to, to, to me is you, didn't, you haven't shared the content of all 17, but you haven't done all 17 yet. Um, it was pretty generic stuff. You know, it was yeah. the power of property and, you know, how it increases and, you know, presumably you did some north and south type stuff and, and that sort of So it was pretty generic. This isn't, you know, degree level uh, information you're giving out you're just presenting it in your own way which i think is just as important as what you what you're saying is how you adrian yourself come across you come across. and it's it's happened you know on this on this interview here even with the you know a little bit of trials we've had with internet connection right um you come across and we, you know we, we're hearing a bit of who you are so i'm going to add to what you said and it's really important to be yourself so if you're going to go on and be nervous, I mean, you can video it without anyone seeing it and delete it, as, as Adrian said, right? But you've got to keep doing it until you look like you mean it. You know, you know what you're doing, right? And 
Adrian, you know, because you've sat on round tables with me, that I nag people about social media. And I understand all the reasons why people are reluctant and a bit of inertia and stuff like that. But look what it's done for you. I mean, this is you've built a business from your social media presence. And you sort of made it up as you went along, right? So you're really smart. Adrian, thank you so much. I, I really... Thank you for having me. No, I've enjoyed this. Now, if anyone wants to come to you, right, um, and just have a look at what you're doing, because you're working with all these top developers now, how do they contact you, Adrian? Okay. So on Facebook, it's Adrian Benjamin. And then on Instagram, it's Benjamin and Cole Properties. Benjamin and Cole. So is there a Cole? Or Cole. C-O-L-E. Benjamin Cole. and Cole. C-O-L-E Properties, yeah. And then Benjamin Cole Properties on LinkedIn as well. Benjamin Cole. Is there a Cole? Or is it... And. Benjamin and Cole. Benjamin and Cole. But who is Cole? Cole what, is, yeah. what is that? Is that somebody or is it just something you... Well, I think, well, property is really... Um, it's a big deal for me because it's all about family, really. So even getting my place, uh, my sister helped me. I didn't pay for rent, so which helped me save, save my deposit. Yeah. Um, obviously, my parents helped me, you know, for education as well. So I, I named the, the company after my parents. So that's cool. why it's Benjamin. My dad is Benjamin. My mother's Cole. Got it. So that's Got it. Fan. So Benjamin and Cole on LinkedIn and Instagram. Did I get that right? Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook and Adrian Benjamin on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Cool. So reach out to Adrian. You know, if you're looking for investment property, um, if you've got stuff you want to sell, if you're a developer sitting there, you know, talk to the main man here. Make sure, don't be shy, contact him, uh, and I'm sure that he'll help you. Adrian, thank you so much. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed this one. It's great to see A, action taking, and B, action taking being rewarded. Fab. Okay, so. Uh, okay, deal packaging property sources out there who are sourcing for profit. I hope you've enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed this. I've hung on Adrian's every word through this interview. Be inspired by it. Go and take action. You're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.